We live in an era of instant everything. Microwaves and Uber Eats serve up instant meals. The Internet delivers instant access to information. And often, our narcissistic world assures us that we're entitled to instant gratification in every aspect of our lives. One of the most troubling of the instant trends is instant certainty in all its forms. Instant certainty is the enemy of truth and a barrier to trust. How instant certainty is impacting society and what to do about it on this week's edition of Therefore What? Therefore What? is a weekly podcast that breaks down the news while breaking down barriers, challenges you in the status quo, explores timely topics and timeless principles, and leaves you confident to face what's next. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor for the Deseret News, and this is Therefore What? Instant certainty is the barrier to truth and trust. News and media organizations around the world continually feel the pressure to be first on a story and to declare on any issue the absolute certain authoritative assessment. Instant certainty by talking heads across the political spectrum unravel trust and launch thousands of angry tweets and vitriolic social media posts. We saw this over the weekend. We saw a scene at the National Mall with students from Covington Catholic High School squaring off with a tribal leader in what appeared to be uh, a racist taunt, what appeared to be very disrespectful rhetoric, and instantly the instant certainty of the media branded these students as racist, disrespectful, and that they were the problem. They were privileged uh, kids from an elite high school, uh, and they were the problem. Well, as is often the case, as you let time lapse a little bit, more recording started to come in. Uh, actually, two hours of recording came in. And suddenly, you got to see all kinds of different perspectives in terms of what was going on. There was actually a third group of protesters there who were shouting all kinds of wildly inappropriate things, uh, both at the students and at the tribal leader, for that matter. And so what appeared to be a very one-sided, very foul-mouthed, very inappropriate group of students, suddenly everyone realized that that just was not the case. But that instant certainty caused the high school to have to be shut down because of, th of threats, death threats to some of the students. Uh, obviously, things were not good for the tribal leader either. He's been on all the different cable news shows talking about his perspective and where he was coming from and what he was trying to do. And I still don't even believe we're to the truth yet in terms of all the different dynamics. But what we do know for certain is that the instant certainty did not help the situation. It caused a greater problem. And we see this over and over and over again. Well, we actually saw this uh, also over the weekend. You had President Trump getting ready to roll out his plan for reopening the government, solving the humanitarian crisis at the border, building a barrier for uh, national security. And before he even delivered the address and presented the plan, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had already tweeted and issued a formal statement to the media rejecting out of hand the deal as a non-starter. It was instant certainty before instant certainty. And again, doesn't help the process. And a lot of us do this individually, just with the websites that we go to, uh, the, the echo chambers that we function in, where we say, oh, I, you know, I knew she was an awful person, or oh, I knew he was bad, or I knew he was lying. Uh, and we make these snap judgments over and over and over again. And again, they undermine trust and they prevent us from actually getting to the truth. Uh, I had this happen one time. I had a uh, woman call me about an article that was in a, another newspaper. And the article was 
satire. In fact, in large capital block letters, it said, this is not news. This is satire. And it had to do with the Bears Ears National Monument in the state of Utah. And the satirical piece uh, that was very well written talked about the whole scheme was to create space for President Trump to build a golf course on top of the Bears Ears. Well, this woman called and she just started to yell into the phone telling me this was the last straw. She can't believe it. You know, this is just awful, horrible, terrible. She went on for 10 or 15 minutes. I think she had mastered the art of circular breathing because she just wouldn't even pause. And I was absolutely confounded. I had no idea what she was talking about. And then she said, I know it's true because I read it in the paper. And so I finally went and looked up what she was referencing and saw that it was satire. And even though I spent another 20 minutes listening to her, I don't think she spent much time listening to me. And I don't think I convinced her that what she had read was just a beautifully written piece of satire. Uh, It was very funny and absolutely implausible (laughs) what was being recommended was going to happen. Uh, But she was locked in. Her instant certainty from a headline alone uh, had locked in her position, and she was unwilling to listen to anything else. And that's the problem with instant certainty. The moment we have instant certainty, all listening stops. All question asking stops. Uh, it, it's why I really detest the terms non-starter or dead on arrival, because if that's what you believe, you're not creating space for any kind of conversation to take place. You are not allowing any new evidence to come forward. You aren't allowing yourself to think even slightly differently that there might be another possibility or there might be a different or better solution available. I've always said that the solution to any problem begins when someone says, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Let's have a conversation. All of the great breakthroughs and break withs in history, whether that's a new invention, a new company or organization or a new social movement, they all began with somebody saying, let's, let's talk about this. Let's think differently about it. Let's set our certainty aside for just a moment and consider another possibility. And I think that's the test for all of us is, can we do that? Can we learn to do that? Uh, We certainly need it in the national news media. We certainly need it in our government and uh, political leaders. We certainly need it in our businesses. We need it in our communities. And we have to have that willingness to set that certainty aside, even for a small moment, to just suspend judgment for just a second to allow another possibility to come forward. Uh, And I think what we find is that's not a scary thing. That's actually a confidence-building thing. It's very ennobling. It's very uh, empowering to consider something else. Uh, But too often we are too afraid that we're going to get steamrolled by somebody else or that someone else, I know someone else is wrong, or I know they have an agenda that they're trying to push through. So I'm not even going to listen to what they have to say. And so we need to learn to step back and and to look at it just a little bit differently. Uh, And of course, this also plays out at the individual level. Uh, We've all experienced, I know we've all experienced, that very annoying relative (laughs) or that, that no good neighbor or that coworker who is the master of instant certainty. And regardless of what the topic is, they have the certain solution, the absolute defining opinion or position on it because they just know. And sometimes we see that in the those who like to talk sports or talk politics or talk business. Uh, there's always that one person who just knows everything, and they are so absolutely certain. 
And the amazing thing to me is that their their understanding is so absolute. Their view is so chiseled in granite that they are right. They know they're right. And through their words, through their tone, through their body language, uh, they're going to make sure that you know they're right and that you are instantly going to agree with them because they are so smart and so powerful. Well, the really fascinating thing for me to observe and watch is what happens when that moment comes that their certain opinion is proven wrong. And when they find out they're wrong, it's just baffling to me. I mean, it is astonishing to me that rather than retreating or apologizing or even pausing for a nanosecond of self-reflection, they immediately launch into the next thing. (laughs) And with equal passion and zeal as their first instant certainty statement, they make a new declaration of what is, in their view, the obvious and certain truth. Those people drive me bananas. (laughs) Uh, Because they're always certain. And even when they're proven wrong, they are just as certain about the next thing that comes out of their mouth as they were the thing that just was proved wrong. So the important thing for us is, you know, searching for truth and seeking for a a foundation of trust. It it does have to start with that look in the mirror. Uh, We all have to do that. Uh, And I confess, I have been that person, (laughs) that instantly certain person on far too many occasions. And I will also confess that I do it more with my family than I do even when I'm on CNN (laughs) or Fox News. Uh, and it's amazing how we do that in our in our families. And I, I admit, I am a slow learner. Everybody knows I'm a slow learner. Uh, but I have figured out one thing, and that is my, my instant certainty, it never ends well. <laughs> it, it just never ends well. And sadly, it usually undermines whatever trust may have existed in that relationship. It just chips away at it a little bit more. Instant certainty also relegates my understanding to a very backward-facing set of thoughts and emotions and things from the past, rather than being open to new truths, new ideas, things that can only be found in a future-facing discussion. And I think that's the test for all of us, really, is, again, can we suspend judgment? Can we be open to new ideas? Can we get past the instant certainty of our day Because again, the odds are against us. The news media will continue to serve up instant certainty on a host of issues. The internet will continue to provide all the instant certainty on all the things uh, that we see in our social media feeds. And it sort of compels us, if we're not careful, to, to feel like we have to be instantly certain about everything. And the greatest discoveries in life, the greatest lessons of life, the greatest learning in life is only going to happen in those moments of uncertainty. Therefore what? So let's get to the therefore what of this whole thing. Because I believe the therefore what answer to instant certainty is instant uncertainty. I found that checking my instant certainty at the door does wonders to foster a more constructive conversation. And not so amazingly, it also takes me to better ideas bigger opinions and and truth that I never had really thought about before. But how do we do that? Let's talk about the therefore what this week is about. How do we get there? What do we do to create space for uncertainty to be okay, that we can just step back? So the first part is is something I've mentioned already, and that is just having this attitude of let's talk about it. Uh, Again, the, the answer and the solution to any problem begins when someone says, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's quit shouting talking points at each other. Let's quit all of the the divisive rhetoric 
And whether that's politics or business or family life, uh, the rules are still the same. The best conversations at home always start with, let's talk about it. Or, hey, can I talk to you about this? Or can you share some insight on this? Embracing uncertainty requires some real humility and a little bit of what I call courageous vulnerability. Being able to say, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Or tell me more. Or even, I'd never considered it that way before. All of those things build trust and they lead to a more complete view of the truth and a far better path to get to solutions that are going to be lasting. For me, instant certainty can really be summed up in a, in a lesson that I, I learned the hard way because I'm a slow learner, school of hard knocks guy. I always learn the hard way. Uh, and this was a lesson I learned. I had been traveling for a couple of weeks and I, I came home and my wife, Debbie, and I, we got in our car and we were driving to the mall. And as we're driving down the road, for some reason, my wife, Debbie, turned into the ultimate backseat driver. I could do nothing right, and she was letting me know I could do nothing right. She was saying things like, you know, you're going too fast. You know, watch out for that little kid on the tricycle. And, you know, your blinker's on, dear. This is the long way. Why are you going this way? And, and on and on and on it went. And of course, the further that went, the tighter I was gripping the steering wheel. And just when I'd had it, I was just getting ready to launch into my, I wouldn't say shut up, I'm driving, but I wanted to say shut up, I'm driving. Uh, It hit me like a ton of bricks. Boyd, if you must speak, ask a question. And so I did. I turned over to Debbie and I asked, is my driving making you nervous? And it was amazing. The, the moment I asked the question, all the tenseness in her shoulders just dropped. And she looked over and she said, no, not really. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> and of course, what I discovered, it really had nothing to do with my driving. She'd had a rough couple of weeks, little kids at home. She was behind on several projects. She was overwhelmed with a few things. And as I look back at that experience, I thought, you know, if I would have launched into my shut up, I'm driving routine pretty good chance we both would have got a little more heated, a little more certain about what we thought was wrong, and we may have ended up with a pretty quiet ride to the mall. But by asking a question, I was able to get down to the real issues. And we had a a very good discussion on the ride to the mall, got a lot of things sorted out and reprioritized and what I needed to do to jump in and help and so on. And so this idea of if you must speak, ask a question. It's amazing what you can do with a question. I'm convinced you can do far more with a question than you can ever do with a statement. With a question, you can calm somebody down. With a question, you can diffuse a real hostile or volatile situation. Uh, Actually, in an argument, asking a question is by far the best way to get your point across. Uh, I'm convinced most words in an argument are never heard because we're instantly certain that I'm right and they're wrong. And the moment you get that instant certainty that you're right and they're wrong— All listening has stopped. So instead, what I suggest is a little instant uncertainty. Listen first. Listen with understanding. And then when it's your turn to share your perspective or your idea, just frame it in the form of a question. Because you could ask, had you considered this? Or if we implemented this, would do you think that would solve the problem or get us where we need to go? You don't have to change your opinion at all, actually. But by framing it in the form of a question, it allows the other person space to be a little uncertain and a little more open to what you're trying to discuss. Now, I do have to give a quick disclaimer when you're asking questions. This is very important. First, it must be a sincere, non-sarcastic question. I could have asked Debbie, do you want to drive? Technically, that's a question. 
uh, probably would not have helped my cause a whole heck of a lot. Uh, So it has to be a sincere, non-sarcastic question, and you must be willing to listen to the response. And if you do that, you're going to create space for uncertainty to exist, where questions can be asked, where ideas can be shared, and where better solutions, third-way solutions, can be presented and get you to a far better place. And again, this applies at home, it applies at school, it applies at work, it applies in our community, it should apply in the highest levels of government in our nation, and it should definitely apply in our media, local and national, that we just need to step back from our instant certainty a little bit and get to the instant uncertainty that will probably lead us to far better solutions than what we've been finding. You see, suspending judgment not only provides space for truth to be discovered, it's actually the only path that leads to learning, to understanding, and to trust. So when large institutions, governments, businesses, and individual leaders can lay aside their certainty, public trust actually increases. Perhaps instant uncertainty would lead us to more truth and greater trust. Remember, after the story is told, after the principle is presented, after the discussion and debate have been had, the question for all of us is, therefore what? Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening today, and be sure to rate this episode and leave us a review. Follow us on DeseretNews.com slash TW and subscribe to our newsletter. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor for the Deseret News. Thanks for engaging with us on Therefore What?